from the psukim which are found in our, our parsha, which is if a man will marry a woman and then they want to get divorced so she, he has to give her a bill of divorce a get and she can go and she can marry somebody else Lentman up from this this passage we learn out that a woman can be acquired meaning to say that you can marry a woman there has to be some sort of a transaction that happens in order to call it a marriage in order to cement a marriage it can be either by giving some money it could be with a document or it could be with marital relations and we learned them all from this Pasuk the fact that you can marry a woman with money like a ring, today we do it with a ring is learned from if a man will take a woman and the kicha kicha we learn that the word take means through money from Ubala from the word Ubala and he will be with her in a marital way we learn that that can happen through being with her in a marital way for the sake of marriage the, the fact that it could be done with a document we learn from the words she shall leave the first husband and she can be married to a second husband from these two words we learn we learn that the Torah equates how does she become the wife of the second husband in the same way that she left the first husband just like leaving the first husband is done through a document to get so also becoming married to the second one can be through a document as well so from this passage we learn all three methods by which marriage can happen even though you could theoretically marry a woman with any one of those three methods the minig, the widespread minig amongst Jews, as the Rambam says, is that it's done through either money or value of money, like we do with the ring, as I said. And that's perhaps that's the reason why the first one that is listed in the three uh, in the Gemara, where it talks about the three different ways the Mishnah um, is Kesef because that's the primary way that's the one that everybody does and so on that's why it's and the Pasuk also it comes from the first of those three words in the Psukim so that's the uh, the accepted method is through Kesef or Shava Kesef money or something valuable and since everything in Torah is of course very specific and very accurate and as mentioned many times Zetmentake so we in fact see as in Kedusha Kesev Diktzachoyz that Toichem ve'inyan klolif in Kedushin that in the method of marrying a woman with money that expresses what the meaning of marriage is. Nochmer ve'in Kedusha Shtarbi and it would express it even more than the other two methods by which one is able to do a marriage but money expresses it more. Kedla as will be explained later. Beis in Gemara 
And the Gemara also lists another way from which we can learn that a woman can be married through money. It's from the Yatsu Chinam in Kasev. There's a Pasik by Amavriya, but by a Jewish maidservant. That if he does if the if the master doesn't want to marry her, so then she goes she goes free without having to pay any money. So we learn from that Pasik, there is no money that is has to be paid to this master, meaning the master of the Jewish maidservant, but there is money that has to be paid to another master, namely when when she leaves from his uh, domain, um, which is umaniu of um, of that is the father. In other words, a father has jurisdiction over his daughter, over his young daughter, and therefore you can marry a young girl by paying the money which is paid for marriage to the father. So we learn from the fact that when she leaves from her master, meaning the the one who owns her as a sl- maid servant. You don't have to pay anything to him for her to leave at the time when she's permitted to leave if he doesn't want to marry her. But there is money that has to be paid to another person under whose jurisdiction she is, which is her father. In other words, when you want to marry a woman, or at least when she's a young girl, you have to give money to the father. If you don't give it to the father, if she's older, you give it to her. But from this, in this method, we learn that there, uh, that there is a method of marrying the woman which is by giving money we learned it from that passage so we could say in the two different ways from the, that the Gemara learns Kedusha Kesef from the Pasuk as the Gedef and Kedusha Kesef is that in the way how one goes about uh, um, doing marriage through money there is a difference from the Yikach Ish Isha there would be a difference whether we learn it from the Pasuk or we learn it from the uh, Pasuk which is said in regards to the Jewish maidservant and to explain what, he's, what we mean by this let's first explain in regards to marrying a woman through money the Ragachabagon has a, a question he has a chakira, which means there are way, two ways to look at a certain matter which is the correct way? So he says like this. He says, we have to understand, is the, what causes what to happen? What is the cause and what's the effect? So there are two ways of looking at the marriage which happens with money. Is it possible that the fact that you marry this woman, the woman is, gets married, that's the cause. Sorry, the the uh, the cause is that she takes possession of the money that you gave her. She you gave her money, so she took possession of that money, and because she takes possession, that's how the marriage takes effect as a result of her acquiring that money. Or it could be the opposite. The cause is that she gives herself in marriage. She's willing to get married, so she gives her herself to the husband in marriage and therefore as a result of that she acquires the money which he gave her for that purpose so is the cause the marriage and the effect her own her acquiring the money or is the cause her acquiring the money and the effect is therefore she becomes married
says it in Yiddish, das heißt, so the Kedushin sein in Chal durch dem, was sie ist keine dem Kesef. Does the marriage happen because she acquired the money, or the fakert, or the opposite? Durch dem, was sie wird mit by her becoming married, is sie keine dem Kesef. As a result of that, she acquires the money. Und er bringt Heichachas Abedefanim, and he brings proof from the Gemara for each one of these approaches. From one Gemara you can see it seems that one approach is correct. From another Gemara it seems that another approach is correct. The din is, the halacha is, as hoisa imedes b'shusar rabin, if the woman was standing in the public domain, in other words, not in her own backyard, in her own backyard, so that everything in the backyard belongs to her. Everything in her own um, property is hers. And therefore, if somebody throws something to her and it lands in her property that she owns, it becomes hers. So therefore, the Gemara says, what am she was standing in the public domain, outside in the street, which she doesn't own, the husband doesn't own, nobody owns it. The Zarkula, and he threw the... It's talking over here about a get. He threw the get to her, and it landed in between the husband and the wife. It didn't reach her. It landed somewhere in the middle. Karoiv law, if it landed closer to her, Mugareshis, then she, the, uh, the divorce takes effect. Because she acquired, it became, it was closer to her, it's considered that she acquired it. Once she acquires the get, she becomes divorced. The Chainli in Kedushin, and he says the same would also be true for Kedushin. In other words, if he threw the ring or the whatever money he's giving her, and it landed close to her. If it's closer to her, then she acquired the money and she becomes married. And according to the opinion of some Rishonim, is that din azoi oich kesef kedushin. So in the original, what the Gemara talks about is if he threw the document of the divorce. I said that if he threw the money, but in fact, the Gemara is talking about where he threw a star. If he wants to marry her through a document, he threw the star and it landed closer to her. She's Mugoresh, She's married. So from, according to the Shainim, they say the same applies to if he threw the money and it landed closer to her. So it would seem, nisht. Since she has not yet acquired the money, when you throw something towards someone and it lands closer to them, that's not yet uh, an acquisition. That's not called that you acquired the ownership of that money. Because it doesn't say in the Gemara that the money landed within six feet, within Dalad Amas of her. If it lands in her Dalad Amas, that means that is her personal space, even though it's in the Rishus Rabin, then she would have acquired ownership of that money. But if it's outside of her Daladama, she hasn't acquired ownership of that money yet. And yet the Gemara says that if he, it landed closer to her, so it could be outside of her Daladama, but yet closer, and she is married. So she hasn't acquired ownership of the money, yet she's married. Is via zoi vetzi mikudeshes? So then, how does she become married if she doesn't own the money that he gave her for the marriage? Is the fonaraya? So therefore, from this is the proof as kedushin that the cause is the kedushin. So since she is married, she didn't acquire the money by any rights other than the fact that she allowed herself to become married through this money. So even though 
there is no ownership yet as at the outset the fact that she gives herself a marriage in this method therefore she now owns the money as a result of having been married through this money so the cause is the marriage the effect is the ownership and because she got married through this money therefore now she owns the money she acquires ownership of the money because through this money she became married that's a proof that the cause is the, is the marriage and the effect is the money the ownership but on the other hand brings proof also for the first approach that he had there that the cause is that she takes ownership of the money and therefore she becomes married where is that? The Gemara Zog, the Gemara says, Abakedushin is Taishkedidib, Alavkedibardami. When somebody says, Hare, you are hereby married to me, and he does, you know, he gives her money or whatever he does. You, normally, when somebody says something, you have a few seconds, Taishkedidibur, in the span of time that you are still considered to be in the middle of your speaking. So if you haven't stopped speaking for more than three seconds, whatever it takes to say, Shalom Aleichem Meirevi so then you're still in the middle of your statement, and you could still withdraw your statement. That's normally. But in the case of Kiddushin, once you said, and you gave the money, so then you can't withdraw it anymore. You don't get three seconds to withdraw it. To withdraw it. And you cannot regret, you can't go back on your statement of marriage even if it's within that uh, span of time which is still not considered that you finished speaking the Rajbam explains that if a person married a woman he was Makadish a woman before in front of Edom and then he immediately retracted and he said the money that I gave you, let it be a gift, never mind marriage. Let's just take it as a gift. But I'm withdrawing my intention of marriage. We don't listen to his withdrawal of his intent to marry. She's married, but she's not married. In other words, it's incomplete, but there is still a, a certain amount of marriage that is attached. Probably means she has to get a divorce. Is nishvastandik. So we have to understand about this. The Rajbam explains what the Gemara means when it says that by kedushin there is no terkedei dibur. Why does he explain it? Afal v'nezot lahevim atana v'loy lahav kedushin. That he says the money that I gave you should be a gift, not kedushin. Well, nishkipshuta. Why doesn't he say a much simpler? He could have said a much simpler thing, which is as it is in gansan chayzav and in sinas hakesef. He could have said, you know what? Never mind. Give me back the money. I want the money back, we're not married, everything is uh, null and void. When Monsri, the Gelf Foundation, he wants his money back. Why does the Rajbam explain it as you can keep the money, but the money should be a gift rather than marriage? The fun gufa is So from this in itself, we see clearly as an azafal can a that if he were to say, never mind, give me back the money and everything is null and void, he would be able to withdraw that. Because since generally, although not by marriage, 
one when one says within that span amount, uh, span of time Turkey de dibur he says he you know he withdraws it so then we say that his withdrawal is effective therefore to the part where he is giving her money that he could withdraw that has nothing to do that is not marriage that is giving her money that he could withdraw through by and therefore if he were to withdraw the giving of the money so then how would she be married she wouldn't be married never gave her money so therefore if he were to withdraw the whole thing and say never mind give me back the money then the whole uh, marriage would be null and void because from giving her money you could withdraw that so that he does have a right to withdraw so what is the Gemara talking about? It's only when his withdrawal is not from the fact that he gave her money. That he's okay with. Nor But only the, the marriage which is attached to that transfer of money. That's the part that he wants to withdraw. And in the ownership of the money, he doesn't want to undo that. He gave her the money. He wants her to keep the money. It's a gift. That's what he, the Rajbam means. Let it be a gift. It belongs to the woman as a gift now, not as marriage. Is Therefore, now we don't that we don't listen to. Because from the marriage part of this transaction, you can't withdraw even So if he were to take back the money. So then there would be nothing for the marriage to have uh, taken effect on. There's no money, there's no marriage. But he wants to, so, then, uh, so the, therefore the Rajbam describes it as being, the money he's okay with, so the money should be, remain transferred to her. It's only from the Kiddushan that he is not able to withdraw. From this we see that the money comes before the Kiddushan. The money is what affects, causes the Kiddushan. From this we can prove that the cause is the money, that money transfer. Because if you say that the cause is the Kiddushin, and by via the Kiddushin, the marriage, that's how she acquires the money, then you would be able to explain the Gemara very simply. You could say, not like the Rajbam says, but you could say he wants to withdraw the whole thing, the money and the marriage. Still, we don't listen to him. He can't withdraw either of them. Because since he can't withdraw from the marriage, so the marriage remains. How did she acquire ownership of the money as a result of the marriage? And since he can't withdraw from the marriage, then he can't withdraw from her ownership of the money either. And since he cannot withdraw from the marriage, even within that then therefore as a result of that he can't withdraw from her ownership of the money either because the ownership comes via the marriage if he can't withdraw from the marriage then the money belongs to her and he can't withdraw anything and therefore it would have to be that even if he said I don't, the whole thing should be null and void we don't listen to him 
because the money comes as a result of the marriage, you can't withdraw from any other then. So that's how the Ragachover shows a source for the other view. And only if you say that it's the, the, the money, the acquisition of the money is what causes the marriage, that the marriage comes on the heels of the transfer of the money. And therefore he would have been able to retract the money transfer that he is able to retract the far dive the rajvam learn and that's why the rajvam has to say as doretzich has a hotnishkarotigev from the knosa kesef that the mish the, the gemara is describing a case where he doesn't want to withdraw the transfer of money unzay meshana zayim from kesef kedushin of kesef matana is nishkan chazara in bailus ala kesef and that when he changes, that he doesn't want this money to be marriage money, he wants it to be a gift. So therefore, he's not, he doesn't mean to withdraw her ownership of the money. He wants her to have the money as a gift. Nor blois from the Kiddushan, he only wants to withdraw the marriage which is attached to the money. On the Kesev Lehevimatana, and that the money should become a gift. Therefore, from this we see that the cause must be the uh, transfer of the money is the cause through which the marriage happens and therefore one could say that this would be the difference whether we learn that you can use money to affect the marriage from whether you learn it from the whether you learn it from the story of the Jewish maidservant in our Pasuk, in our Parsha, is the Hadgosha of the Pu'ulasa Ish. Over there, the emphasis is on who's doing the act. It's the, the husband. The man is taking a wife. Whereas that other Pasuk, that there is no money to this master, but there is money that has to be given to the other master, the father. Is that Gosha of them was their Odin, their of, was his Bemokim Bitea Isha, Bakum de Kesava? But there the, the emphasis is on the one who is getting married, becoming married, which in this, in the case over there, because the, the girl is a minor, so therefore her father stands in her stead to receive the money. He acts on her behalf. So therefore we're talking about who's receiving the money. So in our Pasuk, we're talking about who gives the money. In the, in the Pasuk over there, it's talking about who receives the money. This master, the owner of the maidservant, doesn't get any money. But the other one, the father, he does receive money. And therefore, if you learn the, the method of marriage through money from the Pasuk, where the emphasis is on the man doing the marriage is Mustabazong therefore would stand to reason to say, as the Gidushan Tutzakhaiv Durdam Pu'ulas Nasinas Hakesavanabal, that the marriage happens by the husband giving the money. So in other words, that's what initiates the transfer. You if he gives her for the purpose of marriage, he's giving her money for the purpose of marriage. Just by giving it, that's the act of marriage. Kiyikah ish. And this 
what the husband does, that he initiates, he wants to marry her, he gives her an offer of marriage, that's what causes that the woman should own the money, that it should be transferred to her. In other words, according to this way, the cause is the marriage, the effect is the ownership of the money. But if we learn marriage through money from the story of the maidservant, is mistaber, it makes it would make more sense to say, as in the sinus of Nabal is Nishkinug, that the fact that he gave it is not yet enough. That's not what the Torah is emphasizing. It's the father or whoever stands on behalf of the woman receives the money. That's what causes it to happen. The focus becomes on the receiving of the money by the woman or whoever is her agent. <coughs> And the, the marriage happens because there is money. She owns money. She got money. She got money. Now the marriage can happen. So therefore, the issue is kind of the woman received the money. But when she receives the money, then the marriage happens. So according to this view, if we learn it from this passage, it would be more logical to say that it's the money which initiates the marriage, only when the woman gets the money does the marriage happen. Talit. Everything in Nigla evolves, it comes down to the, uh, the world of reality, of the physical reality, from its origins in, this, in the spiritual world. So also, it's the same in this case. And we know what is the, uh, the inner the meaning of marriage, that a woman is married to her husband. This is referring to the marriage of, or the coming together, the unity between Hashem, the Chosen, and Knesset, the Jewish people, the Kala. And this can be accomplished in three different ways, whether through money, through a document, or relations. And just like in the Kiddushin, in the physical world, in the, re, in the world of humans, Kiddushin marriage happens in one of these, uh, in these two ways. There are two components to marriage. One is that the woman now becomes the wife of the husband. And the other side is that she now becomes prohibited to anyone else. In the Kiddushin, so also there are these two components in the marriage between Hashem and the Yidin. There is, on the one hand, the dveikas from Yidin mit neibishten, the attachment that the Yidin have to Hashem, and they appreciate vardolu from astira vaalometzadem, and that their revulsion, their their rejection of anything that would interfere with that connection to Hashem. So we reject anything that would come between a Yid and Hashem. From inyani elam, which means from worldly matters. Which means, what's Kedushim means? Separated. Holy means separated. So we become separated, we separate ourselves from being connected or being uh, pursuing worldly matters, worldly pleasures. To be connected to Hashem means to reject any other pursuit. 
And just like in marriage, both of these things are connected to each other. You can't disconnect the two. Being married to one means you can't be married to somebody else. So also, the marriage between the Yid and Hashem, as is Muzayim Beidin Yonim, that there has to be both of these components. Then as when we as read gezokt in Chayvus Halavavas, as it's mentioned, it's written in Chayvus Halavavas, the Sefer Chayvus Halavavas, he writes there, Minan Nimna Mimenu, it's not possible for a human Shetis Yashiv Avas Abayra Belibenu that there should be a love of Hashem entrenched in our heart, Imis Yashvus Avas Aylam. If there is a connection, if we have a love towards worldly matters, then it's not possible to have a love to Hashem. The two conflict with each other. And the, the more connected a person would be to the worldly things, the less connected they would be to Hashem. So the two are dependent on each other. They feed off each other or reject each other. So that describes different components of how the marriage between the Yidin reflect, uh, between the Yidin and Hashem reflect the marriage between a husband and a wife. Hey, Alpia now, so based on this, the general idea of the, the, uh, that, the, that marriage between the Yidin and Hashem reflect regular marriage. Alpia now, Vedzai Muvan, the Tam Pnimi was the Menig is to Makadzai Dafke mit Kinyan Kesef. Why it is that the minig Yisrael, the widespread minig is that a yid marries through money, as we said before. While the inyan pnimi from kedushin, because the inner meaning of kedushin, what does marriage mean? The yichud advekas from yidmit and eibishten, the connection and the attachment and the unity that exists, the oneness that exists between Hashem and the yid is fabunim beikim midem chinu from kesef. Is connected mostly, for the most part, with the idea of kesef. What is kesef, which means money? the word kesef also has another connotation which means I yearn for meaning the love that is expressed between the yid, uh, yid to Hashem the Aveda of Ava the Aveda of love to Hashem the main function of love of Hashem loving Hashem is to con- create a connection between the Yid and Hashem whereas let's say Ava emphasizes the distance that exists between a Yid and Hashem the greatness of Hashem and the, the, that we are ordinary and as it says in the Zoyar the less pulchana kipulchana derichamusa there is no Aveda like the Aveda of Ava that is the primary Aveda so that's what the marriage between the Yid and Hashem exists for, for, for Ava for love from a Yid to Hashem and therefore that's expressed by Kesev by the word kesef, which means love, and it also means money. Based on this, we can now understand the two approaches that the Raghat Shavah said about how marriage is affected through money. Whether the cause is the fact that the woman acquires the money and therefore becomes married, or or is it the opposite, that the marriage is what initiates this transaction and therefore she now owns the money as a result of having given herself in marriage because of course both of them are correct at least in the inner dimension of things both of these approaches are correct 
whether they can both be halachic is a different question, but in the Pnimi the reason there is a question how it is in halachic principles is because the Pnimi both of these uh, approaches are correct and have their place. Haknas hakesef the transfer of money, which in our in the Avaida of Ayyid to Hashem means your expression of love. Expresses the connection, the unity between Ayyid and Hashem, the attachment. And the word Kiddushin, there's the money and there is the marriage, the Kiddushin. So the word that, the word that expresses the money means Av, a connection. The, the word that expresses Kiddushin, which means the marriage, expresses separation, removing yourself. In other words, the, uh, the fact that a Yid is willing to remove themselves from all worldly matters in order to focus completely on Hashem. And in this, there are the two approaches. Which of these two of, uh, s- s- these two components of Avaida has to come first. Tosos is totally in them. Oifem v'seider Avaida tzibederach mumata lamaila adam umaila lamata. And this would depend on what's the approach to Avaida. Do we start from below and work ourselves up, or do we start from above and work ourselves down? How, what does it mean? In the Avaida mumata lamaila, if you take the approach that you have to b- start below down here and work your way up is that in Kedushin Friya then the Kedushin the separation from worldly matters would have to come first so first the Yid has to remove himself from pursuing worldly pleasures and as a result of that you can hope and expect that you will develop a love to Hashem that's expressed by Kesef so you have to start with Kiddushin, that would be initiate this relationship, and then it would lead to Kesef. Surmeira, first has to come removing yourself from the negative. Then you can hope to have a brighter positive. But when you talk about Avaida which starts from above and works its way downwards, is does but if not it would be the opposite approach. After a yid finds himself in a state of love to Hashem, in other words, Kenyan Kesev, he has a, a, he has mastered Kesev. That would lead to, as a result, it would lead to removing yourself from anything else that interferes with that love of Hashem. The priestess from Velda, removing yourself from worldly pursuits. So in other words, here is expressed in Avaida the difference whether do you initiate Kiddushin, separation, and that will lead to love, to Kesef, or do we initiate love, and that will lead, Kesef, and that will lead to Kiddushin, that will cause you to own the money, so to speak. And that will, sorry, the money will cause you to be married, that will lead to marriage. So in this case, it means if you have a love for Hashem, then you will automatically reject anything worldly. The the difference between these two approaches, whether you start from below and work your way up, or the opposite, you start from above and you work your way down, 
it's been sadem is of course that there are two different types of abayda, totally different types of abayda. The ifna alav is the abayda shal pisedavadraga. The first one where you start from below when you work your way up, that is the avayda which comes step by step, which you have to start at one point and then you work your way to a higher point. Which is the Aveda which goes in a logical, a reasonable way. Of course, logic of Ketusha. And the far can in this Hashem You can't expect to have develop a love for Hashem if you're still stuck on loving the donuts. It doesn't work. The tzveita eifin is the av of us is nishlap yisaid avadraga. The second one which goes from above to below is an aveda uh, uh, which does not work in a logical, um, orderly way. The aveda shalomayla mitamadas. It's an aveda which transcends logic. It transcends reason. It transcends reason. As nit kukendikav zaymaimad amatzav. So in this case, what it means. That although your own personal situation is, is, is very lowly and you're still connected to things which you shouldn't be, he's completely gives himself over and is, wants to attach himself to godliness. This comes not out of a sense of you worked your way up to it. And therefore your mind and heart are on board and you feel the need to get closer to Hashem. That's not how it works. There's Kabbalah soil. This is what a Yid is expected to do. That's what I want to do. My personal level of commitment is, or of having developed my love and my attitudes, is not there yet. And that's Shalom Ayla So it's something beyond reason. And them therefore when you take that initial step which is I am going to attach myself to Hashem but at the same time I have an attachment to worldly things so if you, pers- you persist in your connection to Hashem this will eventually allow you to jettison to get rid of all your taivas to as well that this is another difference between how you learn the, the mitzvah of marriage through money. The limit for is in Whether you learn it from the which is in the discussion that talks about marriage, that's what the subject matter there is marriage. Or whether you learn it from the Pasuk that she, she should go free, the maidservant should go free. Over there, it doesn't talk about marriage at all. There, it's talking about a person that is in a, a state of indentured or slavery, or whatever you want to call it, maid. Um, but the subject matter is that she is a maidservant. The subject matter is not marriage. So are you learning it from the subject of marriage or of avdus? In parashah kedushin, when you talk in the subject, if the context is kedushin, the inyana kedushin is say the rabbi Kedushin means that you're you're approaching it in a in an orderly fashion. As we said, kedushin first you have to separate yourself from the oil uh, and then you can go on to dveikus. 
is to say that asriya davzich oftan the kedushim. First, you have to accomplish kedushim prishav and olam anyani olam, removing yourself from worldly matters under noch kesev, and then it could lead to love of Hashem, ava v'yichud milakus, love and attachment to Hashem. Whereas when you talk about marriage, when the context is a, a Jewish maidservant, which means the avayda of a servant rather than of a, of a child who loves their parent. The avayda of a servant is more Kabbalah soil. You accept uh, submission to your master. You submit like the avayda, what's called avaydas Kabbalah soil. Which is, transcends your own personal feelings about the matter. In the kedushin kemen tzukumen, if the if the approach to marriage is from this perspective, so the so you can arrive also to the nesina mesirut alakus nach edem and hal by prishus finyan elam ha'elam. You can arrive at connection to Hashem even before you have removed yourself from physical pleasure. And it could go so far that because of your intense connection to Hashem, from that which transcends logic, this leads to being removed from rejection of worldly matters as well. So, in other words, the context from where we learn marriage by money also has something to say about what the approach is. If you learn it from ordinary marriage, then Kedushin means first you have to reject everything else and then you can arrive at connection to Hashem. If you learn it from the laws of slavery, so then you can, you like a slave, are submit yourself to Hashem and therefore connect to Hashem, which could lead to also you coming on board, feeling a rejection of everything that isn't godly. Zion, and we can go even further with this matter, on a deeper level even. As the Indian now, that this idea is connected not just to or, any ordinary servant, there are, because there are men servants, there are different levels of servitude in the Torah. Why is it only found in the servitude of a woman? Because it's specific to this, what's represented by the servitude of a woman, as will soon be explained. These two different type approaches to Aveda, whether you start with rejection of the world and then go on to love, or you start with love and then arrive at rejection of the world, is, uh, depends on what type of Aveda, what is it that you're rejecting? What level of rejection of the world are you at? If the person is yet still at a level where when we talk about rejecting worldly pursuits, we're talking about literal worldly cravings. Not some refined level of that, but the actual cravings for worldly matters. Dan is the Seder al then the only approach would be, you would have to go in according to the normal, ordinary approach. You can't arrive at high exalted levels of serving Hashem what's called being attached and one with Hashem through love unless you first do away with the negative that you have that you have inside yourself your love for 
morally matters. And therefore, the only approach would be you have to first remove yourself from physical matters, which is called Kedushan, as we said, marriage. And then you can come to the money aspect, which is the love and the Ava and the connection and attachment to Hashem. But if a yid is already on the level where we're not talking about being attached and connected to literal physical uh, pursuits, cravings. But what's expected, he hasn't yet reached the ultimate of removal. What does that mean? Where a yid is also expected a person is able to refine their natural impulses. That's one level of Aveda. That's the beginning of Aveda. But then Tanya talks about also, you have to completely change the nature of, your, of what is drives you. So a person can be driven by certain impulses, but you refine them. But there is also a need to completely refine yourself in such a way that you're no longer driven by your natural impulses. That you serve Hashem not because that's the kind of person you are. These are your. Um, that's what motivates you. That's what drives you, and that's why you serve Hashem only in this way. Azab is so. So what do you have to do? You have to be able to learn also to serve Hashem in ways which go against your nature. You have to change the nature of how you do things. So if that's the kind of Aveda which is expected from you to remove yourself from, this kind of removal from that level is accomplished by reaching into the depth of your intellect, the a very deep meditation and focus on of godliness. Which can bring you that the natural way you do things can be transformed, and you can now serve Hashem even not in your natural, with your natural impulses. Quoting from uh, from Chassidus that the your desire, your yearning to godliness should be to change from the to change the whole nature of what what you yearn for. Till now you've yearned for things you know uh, pleasant things in the world, and then also that it should transform the way you are driven altogether. That the things, even when you've transformed yourself, not to be, um, not to sink into worldly pleasures, but even the next step is that even your the way you function altogether is not simply because I am a uh, I'm a happy guy or I'm a introvert or whatever. You're not driven by that at all. You you serve Hashem in whatever way He needs to be served, transforming, overriding your natural impulses altogether. So that could, that's a higher level of serving Hashem, of transformation. And that's why we learn this from a Jewish maidservant, a woman slave. Is because what does 
the maidservant represent? That's what it represents. Transformation of your natural impulses from one way, from one nat- uh, drive to another drive altogether. Which it, it reflects what the woman in the house, the uh, the maidservant in the house, what she literally does for her job. What she did, she worked in the kitchen, so she took wheat and she transforms it into flour, which transformed into dough, which transformed into bread. She takes ordinary things which are inedible and she makes it edible. So in other words, transform things, uh, total and utter transformation. And that's why Amavriya talks about, represents this kind of Aveda, the higher level of Aveda of transformation. And therefore, when you talk about Amavriya, then you can start at the top. You can start with your love, and then eventually it will also lead to transformation of your Midas. When Ayayis has kol nefesh befrat, hot in zich and since each individual, every soul has to some degree every single one of these levels, therefore every yid, every individual soul, even if a person hasn't really reached that kind of transformational level at all, has the ability to be completely dedicated and attached to Hashem. That even if their personal level is not yet there, is what he means. And therefore, as a result of having the love to Hashem, this will lead to rejection of all other pleasures. Until it can even lead to that great transformation, which is transforming your own natural impulses altogether. Through this, the woman, meaning the Yidin, become, they become the possession of Hashem. There is an attachment and a unity between the Yid and Hashem, but Tachlus Yichud and the ultimate connection possible. Which is what marriage means, as opposed to Kedushim, which is only the introduction to that. Nesuyin means when they actually live together and become one unit, they live together and they're together. And this marriage between the Yid and Hashem, Nesuyin, will be very soon through the the Avaida that we do in the state of Eresin when we are only Mekudosh, when we're not yet we haven't gone through marriage yet we're only Kedushin that's what the Avaida is in Golos but then will come Mashiach we will reach the level of Nesuyin where that's absolute and true unity with Hashem